dog. We back. I'm back. Y'all back on another episode of CSP with Jesus and me. I was not expecting to do this tonight, Father, but I'm doing it, Father. Um, we just opened up in prayer. I'm just going to go on and get straight into it tonight. So as I was on my way home uh, from work, I was praying and talking to God as always, as I'm always doing. Um, just have a communication with God. And uh, as we've been approaching the end of 2024, um, God brought back to my memory something I said the beginning of 2023. Now, I personally don't know how long anybody has been watching me per se or has been watching my lives or watching my videos per se. But earlier this year, and, and it's probably still on my YouTube page, I said, your 2024 depends on what you do in your 2023. I said, your 2024 is going to depend on what you've done in your 2023. And can I just be the first to say, I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. I was wrong. And I will admit that I was wrong. But let me tell you what I was wrong about. What I said was right. What I said was correct. How I perceived that was wrong. What I perceived when God gave me that message and whoever it was applicable to at that time, I was under the impression that when I received that word from God, that what he meant was, is that I have to go extremely hard. I have to break my back, my legs, my neck, my toes, my eardrums. I have to bleed at the fingertips, working hard toward something in order for my 2024 to be what I needed to be. And on that note, I was completely wrong. What God said was right, but what I perceived was wrong. I'm gonna break that down. So like I said, beginning of 2023, this was like January, I said that your 2024 depends on what you do this year. Anybody who's ready to walk into their next would have said, you know what, bet I, let me hit the ground running. And for some people that may have been applicable, for some people that may have been true, for some people that may have been what they needed to do. But what God told me in that moment, that ain't what I meant, big dog. Mind you, it's December 9th. I said this early January. Early January. Early, early January. Like, if not the end of December, honestly. It was around then, you know what I'm saying? And that was December 9th, and a whole year has passed. 
And I'm just now getting a revelation. I'm going to get into that. But I'm just now getting the revelation of what God meant early this year. But before I get there, I have to take you here. And how do we get here? Because the thing is, I feel you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to know We often just hear a word from God and run with it. No prayer, no meditation, uh, no wise counsel, no, no studying, no fasting on it, no nothing. We just, what you say? All right, let me get on out of here. Let, let's, just, let's just take Bible for a second. All right, what? And, and, and it was in it was it was an Acts um when they was given a recap of Moses' life, or you can even go read it in Exodus. Moses knew or assumed, however you want to take it, he knew that God was going to use him to deliver Israel. Correct, correct, correct. Y'all follow me so far? He knew that. But the way he went about it at first was wrong. Oh uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, it is not even five minutes into the live and my African side is starting to speak. Okay, Moses, right? Follow me, because y'all not listening. Y'all ready to go to the club. You need to get this message. Moses, um, unalived one of the, um, what was that man's name? I know this man. I know him. What was his name? Jesus Christ, Lord, my Savior. Murdered the Egyptian. That's what he did. I'm going to just say that. Thank you. Murdered the Egyptian. Murdered the Egyptian. Uh, all that stuff. You know what happened. Came back the next day. They were like, how you going to tell me what to do? Are you going to do to me like you did to old boy? La, 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 la. And then Moses took off running. Okay. So the point of what I'm saying is, Moses knew what God wanted him to do, and he went about it the wrong way. Okay, let's fast forward to the burning bush. All right, follow me as I lead you. Burning bush come, Moses talking to God, you know, arguing with the Lord. Oh, I can't do it, Lord. You know, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go try on some new shoes. Oh, Lord, I can't do it. Uh, my staff, it don't work. All this stuff, just making up stuff, all that stuff. So, what if he would have accepted what God said and then just ran with no instruction? Follow me, man. Like, what, what, what would have happened if he would have just accepted the instruction and then ran? Because that's exactly what I did this year. I heard God say that your 2024 is going to depend on what you do in 2023. I heard what he said. Then I took off. Boom, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That's exactly how the year went. It went just like that. I do not have to lie to you. And then I get to December and I finally slow down because I'm tired. And if you don't understand tired, please go back and watch uh, uh, last part. Uh, a, a heart and heart. Please go watch that last part. No, not a heart and heart. I'm sorry. The last part, learn to rest in God. Learn to rest in God. Please go watch that if you do not understand what I'm talking about when I say tired. So at the point of being tired, 
you go to God, you run to God, and, oh God, I'm just so tired, I'm just so frustrated, I'm just so this and I'm just so that, and Lord, I'm doing all this, just to hear God say, that ain't, that ain't what I told you to do. Hold up, wait a minute, let me put some. Woo, I'm about to go back this. Lord, what you mean? Because January, you said it. You said your 2024 is gonna depend on your 2023. That's what you said to me. And now I'm here in December, and, and 2024 starting like it's gonna be 2023 and, and 2022 and, and 2021. And hopefully not 2020 and 2019 and, and I'm like Lord, I'm, I'm kind of I'm confused. You're not all the confusion, but at this point I'm confusion. And then it 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 just hit me. It it just hit me. Right in the right in the job. Do you know that that could go both ways? Do you know that that can go both ways? Your 2024 is going to depend on your 2023 and what you do in your 2023. Now, understand someone I say this, right? When you hear that, you hear that as a word of encouragement to go hard because you're so ready to get out of the financial struggle. You're so ready to get to another spiritual level of God. You're another level of mental uh, maturity, another level in emotional maturity. You, you trying so hard to get there and get there and get there. So you go like, okay, I don't want my 2024 to be like 2023. Run it up, 2023. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. That's what we're gonna do. But do you not know that that works the same way that if you overwork yourself? If you overwork yourself and you run yourself into a state of tiredness, then that is going to be a replication of your 2024. I'm about to slap somebody within five feet of me and nobody's here to slap myself. Like I said, you going so hard in 2023 because of what you heard God say in, 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 uh, in the beginning of the year that you thinking, okay, God, you telling me that if I don't boss up if I don't pipe up, if I don't do all this stuff right now, 2024 is going to be whack. And the whole time, what God said was, your 2023, your 2024 depends on what you do in your 2023. He said nothing about prosperity. He said nothing about trauma, drama. He didn't say none of that. His word was his word. Your 2024 is going to depend on your 2023. I took that and ran with it and made it something else. He just gave me a nugget and I just went and, and, and took off. He gave me a nugget and I just took it and ran off because I thought what God was saying was go grind. No, what he said is what you do this year, what you do next year is going to depend on what you do this year. And what did I do this year? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let me tell you something. I did something and I went, oh, Jesus, you about to bring out the African in me. This, this is what happened. I used to have, uh, back in the day when I used to work at this job, you had those co-workers that everybody thought was just so productive. 
But the whole time, this this is just what they doing. Just a whole bunch of nothing. They're moving constantly to look busy, but you are being productively unproductive. Productively unproductive. You was being productively unproductive. And that was my 2023. I was being productively unproductive. I was doing so much moving and, 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 and no grooving. Because I'm going off what God said. So I got to get my business back up and going. I got to research. I got to learn how to day trade. And I ain't talking about that Forex. I ain't talking about that Forex. I'm talking about how to day trade. I'm talking about I got to learn how to stock market work. I got to learn what an NFT is. I got to learn wholesaling. I got to learn real estate. I got to learn uh, Joe Biden's nuclear missile passcode to protect myself from uh, China. I, I got to learn all this stuff. I put myself in position to fail. And you know what? The Lord's voice didn't get no louder when I was being productively unproductive. Ha ha, ha ha. Guess what? Joke's on me. God said what he said, but he's not going to say it louder. Let me tell you something. We always talk about mama and daddy's relationship with the kids, right? And we always talk about how mama can yell at the kids all day or how your mama used to yell at you all day, but your daddy coming there and all he got to do is give you that look and you already know what's going on. That's the Lord we serve. He's not going to say it louder. I'm going to say it louder for him. God is not going to say it louder. Sorry. Sorry, write it down on a piece of paper, put it in bold, because that's the loudest it's going to get. When he said to you the first time, that's exactly what it is. What you do with that information is on you, big dog. I'm going to say it again. What you do with that information is on you. And you know why? Because we're so quick to take something that we heard from God, and we don't pray on it. We don't even fast on it if necessary. I'm not saying that it's always necessary, but if necessary. We don't pray on it. We don't fast on it. We don't take it to wise counsel. We don't take it to somebody we can trust and just be like, hey man, God gave me this. What do I what do I do with this? We are such a generation of opening up the box and throwing away the instructions because the picture looks like I can do it on my own. Like 
we can do it on our own. And can I be the first to say, I was wrong. So, so what do you mean, Chris? What are you saying right now? What I'm saying is, it seemed like all I did this year was be productively unproductive. It seemed like all I did this year was have idea after idea after idea. I did not submit ideas to God. And now in December, I am so burnt out. I am so tired. You know what? I met a coworker about three years ago. And she said something to me. And I said, I will never forget that saying. I will never forget that saying. Because she came in a job one day and I said, what's wrong? She said, I'm tired. She said, no, Chris. My tire is tired. I would have thought I was talking to Lil Wayne the way she dropped that bar. She said, my tire is tired. And here it is, December 9th. Tis the MF season. And my tire is tired. I'm so tired to the point where somebody can say, Chris, you're not being yourself. This is not your normal personality. What's wrong? Brother, I have no answer. Are you okay, brother? I, I slept eight hours yesterday. And I'm Growing in my relationship with God, I have gotten to the point where I ask God the questions as I'm asking myself. Why am I tired? Did I run a marathon this morning? I should not be tired going to bed on six, seven, eight hours of sleep. I'm not going to the gym in the morning right now. I'm not doing nothing in the morning for me to be that tired all day to the point where my chest be palpitating sometimes and I can feel my heart beating in, in, in the base of my throat. And, and then you go to the doctor and he say, sir, your heart's fine. We ran an EKG. Your lab work is tremendous. The only thing we can think of is stress. And I thought about it. Is not stress the silent killer? Is not stress the silent killer? If the enemy cannot stop the plan, he will attack the vessel. Because we all do it when we go through the whole year and here come 2024 creeping on the back of my neck and it's like, what am I supposed to do? So that's how we got to this part today talking about being stuck. Being stuck. As I'm going home today, as I said earlier, as I'm going home, I'm speaking to the Lord. I hop in the car. Let me tell you something. I don't know when last time I turned my radio on in my car. I don't even know if the freaking volume worked no more. It's been that long. Because when I get in, I go, I go, I connect to the heavenly channel. And I'm not saying that to make myself seem better than the next person. I'm just saying I'm just that tired that I don't even have the energy to listen to nobody else's life. 
I need to get to God about my own life. And I say, Lord, what's happening right now? And he said, Chris, I'm going to break it down in real time because you're going live tonight. And I'm like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Live? Hold on. Wait a minute. Tonight? It's Saturday, man. I'm tired. I got a slice of red velvet cake. Calling my name from this refrigerator over here. Me and my wife on a new TV series right now. Look. Ain't no lie tonight. He said, oh, it's lie tonight. He said, oh, it's a lie tonight. I said, Lord, I'm trying to talk to you. You want me to go live? He said, I'm going to talk to you while you're on live. This is what obedience look like. This is what obedience look like. In my tired of tired, with me really wanting that red velvet cake, and I'm not saying y'all ain't worth more than the red velvet cake, but it was God that said you were you was worth more than the bird. Them words didn't come out of my mouth. I wanted that cake. I wanted to cuddle with my wife, and I wanted to watch a show, and I wanted to decompress. But this is what obedience looks like. After an eight-hour shift, that cake got to wait because what the Lord has to say is more important. And my love for the people that listen is more important than that red velvet cake. By all means, I'm going to eat it when I get off this thing, but I digress. So anyway, I'm talking to the Lord, right? And I said, Lord, It's not making sense. It's not making sense. And I'm going to tell you why it's not making sense. You start a job. And I'm talking about the jobs where you actually like. Because we always love making it seem like every job we have is just freaking terrible. And that's not the case. You start a job. You get to the job. And it's like that first six months. Even if that. Maybe it's less than that. The first three to six months, you are having the time of your life. You are loving your job. You thinking about moving up. You talking about management, relocating to another city, doing this job. You already coming together with projects and plans, and you over, over, over achieving and everything. And you just like, oh Jesus, this is yes, this is it. This is this is what I want to be. I finally found the place where I could just. Do what I need to do. And I, I'm not going to give up on the entrepreneurship, Lord. I just, you know, man don't work, right? Man don't eat, right? So I'm going to just rock with this for a minute. And I'm going to just, let me just rock this out for a minute because I'm making good money. And I'm making good people. I'm making good people, making good money. Let me just ride this out for a little bit. And then... In about four, five years, I'm going to I'm I'm keep, I'm going to shut up. You're getting comfortable. And you do this every place of employment you go to. For those of you with the spirit of, of entrepreneurships. Because you got to stop thinking that it's you that's going to create this thing that God is doing. God is creating it through you. Through you. It ain't you, boo. It ain't you, baby. It's through you. Meaning you are just 
a moving object in the will of the Lord. You are just a moving object in the will of the Lord. It's through you. And while you're upset, it's because you want a resting stop. You want a pit stop. Because in that pit stop, you want to build your empire. Oh, Jesus. We as believers have to stop capping to go. We have to start capping to God. And let me tell you how we cap to God. Because it's the way you act. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you why you capping to God. You're capping to God because you're making it seem like, oh, I'm doing the God's will by handling somebody else's uh, business correctly. And yes, yes, you are. But you know what God has called you to. And see, the reason why you ain't pushing God's agenda is because he ain't told you how he's going to do. It's the how that makes you stuck. It's the how that makes you stuck. And because you're stuck, because you don't know the how, you say, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to build upon this rock. And God said, wait a minute. Hold on. Because the, the rejected cornerstone is going to be the chief cornerstone. And if I'm correct, God has already built upon that rock. So you are trying to establish your own rock. You are trying to establish your own empire because you create the how in that world. You create the how in that world. Because you are comfortable with failure as long as you know you tried to do it the way you wanted to do it. But that, that idea of trusting God, it just eludes you. It just eludes you. Because you don't want to take it step by step. You don't want to grab the instructions. And the way God works, let me tell you something. Before I go off. Do you know sometimes God's first instruction is just start the LLC. We ain't talking about, we ain't talking about this. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about, we're talking about this. Start the LLC. $125. Register to your state. That's step one. That's step one. That's step one. You trying to figure out how you're going to get the equipment. You don't even got the LLC, boo. You don't even know where to turn in the paperwork yet. You ain't even printed the paperwork yet. He just said start the LLC. You don't even have a name yet. You don't even have a name yet, but you already hiring employees. Ah, I'm about to punch somebody. You don't even have a name yet, but in your mind, you already figured out how you're going to hire employees. Baby girl, do you not know that for that first six months to a year, you might be your only employee? Do you know that first year that you're working, 
you might just be gracious to break even. You already trying to count the dividends of how you're going to do everything. And baby girl, let me tell you, baby boy, starting the LLC, you might not. Man. If I could choke you through this phone, I would. Because step one is just writing the name of the business. Some of y'all don't even have a business idea yet. God just gave you the... the Jesus! Jesus! Some of you don't even have the idea yet. Because all Jesus did was just gave you the desire... The desire for the business. You ain't even said yes at the bush yet. I'm about to bite this table out. You ain't even said yes at the burning bush. You still going back and forth at the burning bush because you wondering how, but you don't even know Aaron's on the way. I'm a The how is on its way to you. The how is on its way to you. The person God is going to use to help you do his will is on their way to you. But you have not even said yes at the bush. And that's why you stop. Because you got so comfortable helping Zipporah daddy. You have been so comfortable building somebody else's business. You done got married. Now you're helping Zipporah daddy. And you're comfortable. But what God told you, he is going to finish what he started until the day of Christ Jesus. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. But you ain't saying yes yet at the bush. And you wonder why you're so tired of your job. Because the high has went down now. It's nothing like something new. Oh my God. Sometimes I can order the most trivial thing off Amazon, but I love the aesthetic of opening my package. Because when you go through so much life, Jesus Christ, you just love the opening of something new. You just love the something new, the start of some, a feeling of something new. New phone, new wallpaper, new case, new place to eat at. You just love new. But guess what? The high went down. Two months ago, you went crack baby crazy to get that iPhone 15. And let me tell you something. When you got the phone set up and now the right side of your face is so hot and you realize that maybe me jacking up my phone bill wasn't the right thing to do for this phone. Because the 14s and the 13s and the 12s are doing the same thing your phone doing. But you broke the bank or you went back stuff crazy to get that hot phone. 
And you're not even, you're not even, even, even nodding no more. I can't even think of a word. Because the high has went down. You wanted that titanium in those ugly colors so bad. I can say what I want to say about them phones because I work for a cell phone company. Y'all wanted them phones so bad. And you wanted it because you wanted to say you had it. And now that you got it, the high has went down. And that's the same thing I'm making the analogy to about these jobs. We get these jobs and we be on a high for about three months, maybe six. And then all of a sudden when you go to work, your relationship is straight. You prayed today. Your family doing good. You have nothing going on. Nothing. But yet you sitting at your job wondering why do I feel like this? Because the cocaine better wear it off. Done. Done. It's over. It's over. Because you realize that you were having fun in the place, but you wasn't living in the purpose. If my wife went here, I would snatch these curtains off the wall. You know that all our desires come from God and God alone. And because the enemy tried to place fear upon your life, which I rebuke in the mighty name, fear upon your life, you tried to create your own kingdom within your house in the place. And now that the high has wore off, you're like, why am I feeling like this? Everything's still good. Everything's still great. But what's going on? Because that's not your end game. When you finally realize that the job you at is not your end game, it's not a, it's not of a high feeling no more. It's not of a high feeling no more, y'all. It ain't of a high feeling no more. And that's what I was talking to God about. God said that I don't walk off now, huh? Cause when you got to your job, you was ready to boy, you was ready to be the CEO. You was ready to move out here and do this and do that because you just knew. He said, uh-uh. Let me tell you something. Coming from a small business owner, when I was running my business, let me tell you something. My bad day at work was a better day than a good day at the job I'm at. I'm going to say this again because I can and this is my channel. The worst day when I was running my business, and like I said, everybody not meant to call me be a business owner. Everybody not, and that's okay. But for those who are, and sometimes, even if you're not a business owner, I'll get into that in a minute, you still might be at the wrong place because you're not trying to go to the job God told you to be at. You keep changing your degree because you want to do what you want to do, but God told you what degree to get. But I digress, I'm going to get to you in a second. As I said, my worst day at work when I was running my business 
my worst day, my worst day, financially, my worst day, all, everything. The moon could have been falling out of the sky when I was running my business. My worst day at work was better than my best day at somebody else's job. Because when you are walking in the purpose that God has called you to do, it don't matter what's going on in that moment. You feel his spirit strengthening you because you are within his will. You are within his purpose. You are doing what he told you to do. Let me tell you something. Man, I was running a dispatcher company, which... I'm not going to say was because I still do. I'm just not doing it right now. When I was running my dispatcher company, let me tell you something. It was days I made no money. Heck, it was a lot of days I didn't make no money. And I put in 12, 14 hours, 16 hours. Because when you're working for yourself, you ain't got no boss, but you also ain't got nobody to do it for you. Let me tell you something. Waking up early was no problem when I was doing it for me. Man, I'd be in that bed at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning on them load boards, booking those truck drivers, those loads, getting them to where they go. Let me tell you, sometimes, and, and let me not cap you down, because working for yourself, sometimes your day can be really short. And that's the catch to it. You can have a really long day or you can have a really short day. I remember I had like four, five drivers that needed loads. I had to get them going in the morning. I was done in like two hours. And I had the rest of the day to myself. It be like that sometimes. It be like that sometimes. Or, this is what I mean by a worst day. You thought you was done for the day and then all of a sudden, all my drivers loads started getting canceled. They, they, something happened at shipper. I'm in the middle of Walmart trying to buy some groceries for dinner and somebody called me like, Man, yeah, I done got to the shipper and they talking about it's gonna be a, a, a extra fee, a toner fee, a, a lumber fee, da 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 and it's gonna be all this. And they done canceled the load because the person that's supposed to receive the load, they said they gonna use somebody else. And I had to drop everything I was doing. Can you imagine being in the middle of Walmart? You done picked up your chicken, you picked up your rice, and you 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 done waited and self checkout. And you about to be next. And then you're Hello? No, no, Shaquita here. No, I'm just playing. You be like, hello? Yeah, Chris, oh my God. You won't believe what happened. I don't draw, and now your, your, your folks that drove four hours, six hours to a place, and they get there, this and BS, and guess what you gotta do? I had to drop everything. And I had to go back home. It was times I thought I was done for the day. I thought I was gonna take my wife out to eat and we was getting ready to go and somebody called me on my way out the Hello? Yeah, what, what's going on? Oh man, I need another load. They just canceled this one. Babe, I need, I need a minute. I need a minute. And guess what? Sometimes I wasn't always able to save them in those situations. It was sometimes where they had to sit that night at a truck stop, and then when the ship was open in the morning, I got them a load out of there. That's what it's like running a business sometimes. And that go for anything. That go for anything. 
I know barbers that be about to go on a date and then all of a sudden they have a client and it's like, man, look, I'll pay you 65, 70. I just need to cut right quick because my daughter graduation. Now you have the right in those situations to say no, yes, whatever, whatever. But when it's your business and it's your money, you like, ah, I, I, it ain't gonna take me another 30 minutes to knock this person lying about. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get out the door. Those are some of the worst days, but they still feel better than the best days doing it for somebody else. And that's what I'm trying to get everybody to understand. You're stuck because you're trying to elevate somebody else's business. And I'm not saying don't honor. I'm not saying don't take care of and don't treat it like your own. Because those who can't handle little can't handle much. But what I'm saying is, that's just practice. That's where you practice running your stuff. That's when you practice running your stuff. So when it's your turn. Like y'all ain't. Like, So as I get in the presence of God, right? As I get in the presence of God, I say, Lord, before I say that, because I, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, Holy Spirit. I feel you, Holy Spirit. When you take the desire that God gave you and try to create anything other than what he gifted you to do, that's your strength. You got to do it on your own. Okay, God gave you, let's say, a, a talent or a, a gift of teaching, right? And you say, well, I'm going to take this gift of teaching and I want to teach people how to do makeup or lashes. Because the gift of teaching, you can teach anybody how to do anything. A gift of teaching is, a, a, a gift of teaching is no matter what you learn, you have the gift to teach it to somebody better than anybody else. Meaning that you could be doing this, you could be, you could, you could know something and somebody could be doing it 40 years longer than you do, but because you have God's gift of teaching, you can teach it to somebody else better. Have you ever just been in a situation where you tried, somebody tried to explain something to you and you just didn't get it, but then somebody else came along and said less words and you got it? Because that person has the gift of teaching. So when you have a gift, whatever your gift is or whatever God is birthing through you, if you try to do anything other than what God has for you, that's going to be your own strength. Meaning, hey, you can say all day, I want to play basketball, but if God gave you, like C.J. Stroud, I love that God-fearing man, C.J. Stroud. He is the quarterback for the Houston, Texas. C.J. Stroud is a God-fearing man. He said, I wanted to play basketball, but God gifted me to play football. Do you know how much of God's spirit had to be in that young man for him to lean and say, you know what, God, as much as I want to play basketball, you get to be play football. And the boy was the number two pick in the NFL draft. Should have been the number one. 
I digress. Number two pick in the NFL draft. Who's to say that would have been his life if he would have chose basketball? Does he not love basketball? I'm sure. But God graced him for football because that's where God wanted him at. That's the platform God wanted him to stand on and talk about Jesus Christ. While he going out there and having the whole crowd going, Jesus Christ, how did he just do that? You going to hear straight from Christian T. Slaughter himself. I get that the business, I get that the, the, the heart and the talent and the desire God has been trying to push on you. Well, he's not pushing nothing on you, but what God has placed on you, I get it. You don't want to do it. I get that you don't want to start the business cleaning because you don't want to be called a janitor. Oh, or a nanny. Oh, or maid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know can't nobody clean like you. Can't nobody clean the house like you. Can't nobody get in those nooks and those crannies like you. Oh, and God told you, you need to start a cleaning service. You need to start a cleaning service. It's not an oversaturated market. Too many dirty people in this world. You need to start a cleaning business. But because you don't want to seem like a janitor, because you don't want to seem like a maid, because you don't want to seem like uh 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 what's the lady name from Family Guy? Who I was like, no, no, no. Because you don't want to seem like that, and it's not the type of business Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, and Facebook smiles on. You don't want. I'm about to get because that's not the business that looks so good on the reels. You don't think it's real. Jesus. Jesus. Because it don't look good on the reels, you don't think it's real. Because you don't think it looks good on the reels, you don't believe that it's real. If you don't go get that mop bucket and that vacuum cleaner that go on your back and some Windex, if you don't start that LLC, I promise you, I will find your IP address. And I will drop kick you in the backside of your head. The soft spot that never got hard because you're not listening to Christ. I don't care if you still got Facebook pictures of those eyebrows that you had in 09 and 10. You know that you do better now. Go get the makeup and start doing people's makeup. 
I don't care if your hair ain't never done. You know you supposed to be doing hair, go get the hair. You know you supposed to be in a barbershop. You know you supposed to be doing all these things. But because you see these things and you don't think that they bring in the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody doing it. Uh, mixed by meal. Uh, uh, lashes by Lachey. Everybody doing it. Okay. What's the girl name? The, uh, Jenna sister? Kylie Jenna? Didn't she, didn't she just, didn't, when she, she just jumped in the, the makeup market, what? Five, ten years ago? And she was like a billionaire in one year. What's, what's, uh, 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 super? What's I'm super? She created the crayon case. She was on Vine, making folk laugh, and she created the crayon case. Millionaire. When God is behind you, baby, that don't matter. You tired of seeing trash in the neighborhood, and God done put the thought on your head. What if I was going to get a dump truck and just start dumping trash in all the neighborhoods with my own dump truck? But because you don't want to be called a trash man, because that's not the job you think the girls want. You still in the studio. What? I'm going to tell you something. And this is going to be the most craziest thing when you finally hear what I'm saying. For some of you, do you know that it's either a man or a woman or a group of people, I don't know who came up with the idea, but those people said, you know what? I'm going to just take everybody trash out for them. And they said, if I bought trash cans and placed them at their door, set a time frame, and hire somebody to go pick up the trashes, yeah. Wait, yeah. That, and somebody probably like, that's stupid. Who would want you to take their trash out and they could take their own trash out? But see, even though that might have sound dumb at a level of knocking on people's doors and saying, if you give me X amount, I'll come take your trash out. God had a better idea. He said, why don't you go to the neighborhood itself, deal with the direct supply. And the people say, you know what? We can just put that in their rent. And you can just come pick up the trash. God is cutting out the middleman. When are you going to understand that God is cutting out the middleman? You thinking too small. You said, they probably said, I'm going to just ask if I could take out everybody's trash. God said, no. We're going corporate. We're going straight to the rental office. Not the rental office, the rental office. And we're going to sit down with the boy. And we're going to say, look, partner. That ain't trash. That's gonna bring more people to your door. That help my business. I supply the trash can. 
And guess what? Put that bag in there from this time to this time, we'll come out here and we'll pick up the trash. And not only did they do that in one neighborhood, they do that in almost everybody's neighborhood. And you know why you're stuck when it comes to that business? Because you're worried about who I'm going to talk to, who, who going to do it, what if somebody say no? God is cutting them people out. He going straight to the source. Because guess what? You can't even move into an apartment now because it, it, depending on your neighborhood, it's in your rent. Yeah, $35 for VLA trash, da, 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 da. You can't even do nothing about it. You can't even be in an apartment. You can't even be in an apartment without the VLA trash. God skipped over that person. We're not going door to door no more. We're going straight to the, we, who got it? I don't want to deal with man, man, and them on the corner no more. Who got it? Who got the zips? As y'all used to say. Who got the ounces? No more nickel and diamond. God is not not God is not a God of nickel and diamond you. Cause when God do it, he Oh Jesus! He just gave it to me. When God told Moses that he was gonna free Israel, he did not send Moses. One by one to two million people to convince them to come with him. He went to the. He went to Pharaoh himself. See, Moses ran from Pharaoh them. He ran from Pharaoh them. Why in the world would he want to go to the source? He didn't try to sneak and get in the back and convince everybody to be like, oh, yo. Then what are we going to do? Because guess what Moses kept saying? Well, they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to me. It don't matter. Because if Pharaoh say let them go, they got to go. God is not nickel and diamond you no more. God is not. It's not about the one by one. He is going to the source. He took Moses to the source. And just because it was a little tussle, Moses had the power and God performed the miracles and the signs and gave Moses the power. And then when Pharaoh broke, he left. He left with everybody. Now, what's, what's, it's more, oh, Jesus. It's scary to think if I just go to Pharaoh, he'll probably kill me. He'll probably lock me up. he probably remember. He, you know? See, you want to go to you want to go to path with the least resistance, but the most obstacles. See, that's what fear does. Fear will have you going through all these obstacles because you're afraid of going to the How long would it have took Moses to convince two million people to run away? To let's leave? Uh-uh. God sent you straight past everybody. Uh-uh. They can come, but we're going to the source. See, when you start this business, you think you're going to be just doing it individually. God says, no, when you start the business, um, you're going to be doing this in groups. Don't worry about how many 
uh, girls gonna come to you for makeup. Cause when I get done with you, they're gonna be calling you to come do weddings. You gonna be on call for movie sets. You gonna be on call for uh, uh, bridal showers. Oh, it ain't no more one by one, no more, ain't no more nickel and diamond. Cause guess what? When it's your turn, when God get done with you, oh yeah, you gonna be doing groups at a time. You ain't gonna have to go look for the clientele. Cause when God presents you, oh, when God presents you, and it's your time to be presented, all eyes that he called to be on you are gonna be on you. All eyes, whether they like you or whether they don't, they are gonna be on you. And you feel stuck because you are afraid to go to Pharaoh. You are afraid to go to the source. But it always stops. When I say source, I'm talking about the one who had the Israelites in captivity. See, the devil will try to make you go talk to one by one because you're afraid to go to the, to the one that's holding you captive. But see, God ain't afraid of nobody. God is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he ain't afraid of nobody because when he say, you're going to let my people go, you're going to let my people go. So when God says start the LLC and I got the rest, don't worry about nothing else. Don't worry about where it's gonna come from. Don't worry about who your vendors are gonna be. Don't worry about who, or oh, oh, people don't like these type of shirts. People don't like these type of pants. People don't like these type of clothes. Let me tell you something. Your audience is gonna be your audience. And just because you don't see your audience right now, don't mean you ain't got one. God gave you the gift of speaking. Just because you don't see your audience don't mean you ain't got one. Just because you post a video and you post something speaking on, on a topic or something, just because it's only a few people in attendance don't mean that you ain't got one. Because guess what? If you can't handle a crowd of three, how you going to handle a crowd of three million? Oh, you thought I was going to say 3,000. Oh, you thought I was going to say a crowd of 30,000. No. How you going to handle a crowd of three million people? If you won't even get up and do it for God for three people. It's the same concept like we talk about with money. Money don't change, we just bring out who you are. And if you can't give it your all with three people, how you gonna give it your all with three million? That's the lie that the enemy wants you to believe. Oh, wait till you get all the people that know. No. You give that same energy you give to three people, you give it to three million. What keeps you stuck? What keeps you from going forward? Is because you can't let go of that past. See, in the past, you had opportunity. Oh, Jesus, you want me to tell my story? In the past, you had opportunity and you messed up. Hold on. You messed up. But that don't mean God gave up. Just because you messed up the said opportunity you had don't mean that. It don't mean that God gave up on you. Isaiah 43, 18. Remember ye not the former things, 
neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. Ah, Jesus. That is the word of the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. That is not Christian slaughter. That is not Christian slaughter. That is not my words. He said, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What does that mean? Make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That means that things that don't look like they're supposed to belong where they belong, going to belong in your life. Meaning where that should be saying, God is going to bring water. In the wilderness, wilderness means there's no way out. God is going to provide a way out in the wilderness. So it don't matter that you don't have it. It don't matter that you don't have the money to start the business. It don't matter. You just got to say yes. And you got to stop worrying about the past. And I'm going to tell you, so 2013, I was without a job. This is the longest that I've been without a job since I started working. 2013, I was at home. I, it was about three months. I'm talking about I was looking for jobs, I get interviews, and then I was supposed to start a job, but then something happened and they they stopped hiring. It was a lot. So about three months I was looking for a job. So this 2013, this is when Vine first came out. I remember because I was on Vine. I was making, I was making vines. I was um and then I, after the first three months of making vines, Instagram was like, uh-uh. Y'all ain't finna do us like this. Hold on. Then Instagram came out with videos. I remember because the first videos was 11 seconds. Vine was six. Uh, uh, Instagram was 11. 11 seconds. See, that's how I'm telling my age. So, this was before people was popping off. Like, they weren't even popping off like that. You had your Vine funny people, of course, but you weren't making it on TV like that. And I was making videos. I was making funny videos and stuff and just making content. And um, I started to blow up. I'm talking about I never had in my life over like 300 followers just off a regular account because I only followed people that I knew or met or came in contact with at some point. And I started creeping up on a thousand followers and people was loving those videos and I got scared. I got scared for all these other reasons and I just stopped making videos. I deleted them. I got off. And then when I got off, I think a couple months after that, that's when Nick Cannon just started picking up everybody. Like everybody that was funny off the internet. He just started grabbing them like DC Young Fly and everybody that was just just doing the thing, or people just ventured out and started doing other things on TV. And I felt like I missed my opportunity. But in truth, it wasn't a missed opportunity because if I would have went out into the world and let's say I would have kept blowing like I did, um, trying to do content the way I wanted to do content, because when God gives you a gift, he gives you gifts without repentance. So with that being said, if God gave me the gift to be funny and, and people like you watching me, hey, God gave me that gift. He's not going to, you know what I'm saying, take that away from me. So I could have took that gift and ran with it. I could have probably been on wild and not and started doing a whole bunch of other stuff. But the world would have destroyed me and ripped me apart. If I would have did that, the world would have destroyed me and ripped me apart. What would I have done back then, a young kid, still watching adult videos, still dealing with lust 
oh my God, I probably would have been in so many kids. I would have had so much stuff going on. I would have, who knows? I I, I was still uh, smoking marijuana back then. So who knows what I could, what could have happened to me around the wrong people. I wasn't rooted in Christ like I was supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like I would like like God. I wasn't rooted in Christ. I avoided it. And if I would have ran out there into the world, the world the world would have had its way with me. And and, and these testimonies I'm doing now, ten years later, would probably be a lot different. But even though I felt for years that I messed up an opportunity, I realized I didn't mess up anything. Everything that happened, God knew was going to happen and he allowed it to happen. Because let me tell you something. 2013, even though I didn't blow up like I was fit to, like I, if I would have kept going like I was, let me tell you something. What God showed me in that moment was that it could happen. He showed me that it could happen and it's not going to happen for just anybody. He showed me that he could do it for me. He showed me that he gave me a gift and he gave me something and he gave me a talent that he wants to harvest and that he wants to grow. He showed me that. He showed me that. He showed me that. And when the years went on and I grew as a man of God and still growing as a man of God and as God just showed me more of myself and I'm now being dependent on God and who he is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. And I'm ready. But guess what? I'm not making content for myself no more. I'm making content for the Lord. And guess what? People still find me funny on this app for some strange reason. Even though I be dead serious. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was dead, be dead serious. People find the way I spread God's word and gospel through this podcast uh, 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 funny, and I'm glad that people are entertained by it. But as long as you leave it with the truth of God in your heart, then guess what? God is pleased. Because he created me to deliver his message this way. Stop thinking that you want to deliver the same. I don't care. It, it's, it's more than one chair in the world, and nobody's out here fighting over, oh, I got that, 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 that wood, wood chair, and I got that. No, it's chairs all over the world. You got picnic chairs, you got chairs uh, for dining room tables, for a, a party of 15, a king, and you got chairs that, that I'm sitting in right now, just regular office chairs. But guess what? These companies are not over here competing and mad at each other. They say, oh, I can't make the chair. Why not? Because why, what God is going to, like every chair has a different purpose. You're not going to take an office chair to uh, uh, the Buckingham Palace. You're not going to take an office chair to Buckingham Palace. You're not going to take a chair from Buckingham Palace. The, the, you're not going to take the chair Queen Elizabeth sat in and, 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 and sit it at your auntie house at the space table. Some of y'all probably would because y'all extra like that. But I'm just saying. That's the truth. So don't worry about how many chairs out here. God, God is going to do and make a chair out of you to serve whatever purpose it is. And it's just straight like that. You are stuck tonight. And you are stuck because you 
are afraid of the how. You are stuck tonight because you are afraid of the how. You are stuck tonight because you are afraid of the how. And you are trying to build comfortably. You are trying to build in a way that makes sense to you. Tonight, I want you guys to go find the instructions God gave you to the box. And stop looking at the picture. Stop looking at the finished project. Every, every, man, look, you can go to Walmart and guess what? You can say, okay, I want this desk. But you're looking at the finished product, not knowing it. Guess what? You got to put that box in your car and go home and build it. Stop looking at the finished product. He who started it is going to finish it in you. And, and, I mean, in and, and Jesus Christ, until the day of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Don't get me mad. God is going to, God who started a good work is going to finish the good work until the day of Jesus Christ. You know what that means? That means until Jesus come back, or by the time he sent his son back, by the time he sent his son back, whatever God said he was going to start you, he's going to finish you. If he told you you're going to have seven, eight kids and nine, 10, 15 grandkids, then guess what? God is, until Jesus come back, by the time Jesus come back, that's going to be done. By the time Jesus come back, that's going to be done. If he told you that you were going to have all this and you're going to do all these things in his name for his glory, don't get it twisted. It's going to happen. So what you guys need to do is go get the instructions. And if for somebody who threw the instructions away, you need to cut that Netflix off. You need to get off that Instagram. You need to get off that TikTok and that Facebook. You need to get away from all these things that are distracting you. And you need to say, Lord, I know what you told me to do. But I threw away the instructions. Can you please just take me back to step one? What is the first thing I need to do? And if the first thing God said was start the LLC, then you don't need to think about nothing else. Don't think about nothing else. Don't even think about what business you're going to do. Just start the LLC. Come up with the name. Lord, I have the name. I just don't have the funds. Lord, you told me to start LLC, and I don't have the 125 to register to the state. Pray over it. Keep praying over it. Pray without ceasing, and then boom, God is going to deliver. And when you get that 125, do not be tempted to go do nothing stupid with it. Take that 125 and go start the LLC. And I promise you, once you start the LLC and it come back and everything's approved, while you wait on them to send you your stuff, continue praying because God is going to give you step two. He might give you step two and step three. Four, five, and six. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. He might come down and make your potato salad. Who knows? Stop putting God in the box. Stop denying yourself the experiences of the one true living God. Stop. Stop it. Stop denying yourself the experiences of God. Stop saying that God, I seen you do this for somebody else. You're not going to do that for me. But guess what? Let me tell you something. I asked God for an increased prayer life. I said, God, I see you do miracles in everybody else's life. And people have had experiences where they have had, some people have even had encounters with angels and they had a dream where you spoke vividly to them. I say, Lord, I want that. 
But guess what? God did just do it for me. And guess what? As I'm living, breathing, and speaking to you right now, God put me in a position right now that I'm in that I'm expecting a miracle. Well, he's the only person that can do it. And I tell you right now, he's going to do it. Because when he's done with this miracle, that is the proof that he hears my prayers. But God's just not going to do a miracle just like that. He's going to put you in a situation where you need a miracle. And nobody else can do it but God. And when he's done, he gets all the glory. Y'all get out of my life. Love y'all. Go do what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of CSP with Jesus and me. Love you, dog.